The following podcast is completely fictional. All of the characters, even those based on real people, are fictional. They are just impressions by a weird dude talking to himself for your enjoyment. Hola, bramigos. What up, everybody? It is Above the Dave. It is another episode of the Lot Scene Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we're going to talk about your boy's first ever boofoscopy and how it went. Feeling pretty conflicted about the whole thing. We'll get into that. Then we're going to bring in a fan favorite, your friend and mine, Sunshine, is coming by. And she's going to be talking about her fall line of Bisco-related Etsy merch. And then finally, after that, we are going to be speaking with Oteil Burbridge. Cannot believe we have him in today. Such a huge fan. So roll up a doobie and squeeze on a boobie. It's another episode of The Lotsy. Listen, everybody, I can be straightforward with you, right? I've earned that from you. We've gotten this far. I have never boofed anything. I know. Let me just wait and you can sit in that shocking news. Yeah, your boy here never has boofed anything. I've never put anything purposefully in my butt. And if I was, I'll tell you this, if I was going to put something in my butt, you best believe it's going to be drugs. Uh, Haven't had, well, I've had plenty of opportunities to put drugs in my butt. I just haven't elected to do that because I do still prefer the other holes. And I don't know, you know, people have told me that it's better to put the drugs in your butt. Maybe it hits quicker. Is that what I'm understanding? Does it hit harder? Some people say yes. Uh, I will not know. I don't really want to go near my asshole. I don't want any one else, uh, even myself or my fingers or really anywhere by my butt. And this is coming from a guy, by the way, who owns a bidet, which if you do boof things, may I recommend a bidet? It's $40 and it'll change your world. Whether you boof or don't boof, I'm going to say you you should have a, a bidet. I'm hoping that in time that the Lot Scene podcast will be so successful that we, I will manufacture my own series of, of bidets that will be $42 and they will uh, be called buffets. And the buffets will have an option that you have like the, the water blast, but they'll also be like you can be sitting on the toilet and you can place the drug to into your your butthole and then the water will will shoot it up in there. I don't know. I'm working it out. But but that's the direction this podcast is is hopefully going to head. 
And so I hope you're with me on that ride. However, I can tell you, yes, that I've never boofed anything. No one has ever boofed anything for me. No one's put, I've, I've never had uh, a partner. Uh, I've never had a woman uh, sexually put a finger in my butt, even accidentally, even non-consensually. Uh, it's never happened. I don't know. And I've slept with literally three women. So I've ne it's never happened for me until recently when I received what I can only assume that the medical term is a boofoscopy. It is otherwise known as a digital rectal exam. That's right. Your man here, despite looking a robust 32 years old, is over 40 years old. And this year, I, I thought something was going on. I wasn't too comfortable with it. I didn't know what was happening. And I went to the doctor and the doctor said, well, you know, I don't think it's anything, but we can we can do a boofoscopy, was his words. And I said, oh my God, boofing, I, I can't believe it's happening like this. And he said, yeah, I know, right? You thought it would be on fish lot. And I said, what? He said, never, nothing. And I said, okay, so let's do this. So I pull down my pants. This guy goes in and he's quick. <sighs> I mean, I don't know what he's examining with that speed. I guess, you know, you know what you're going in for. You know what you're looking for. He's a pro. He's putting his fingers in butts for decades probably and he was an old guy and and so he you know that finger has gone in so many butts i'm like i'm not jealous about it but like uh, it's gone in a lot of butts and he knows what he's going for he hits his target he's looking for a certain thing but he wasn't up there very long and then he pulls out he's got a glove on and he pulls out and he and he smacks off his glove and i'm just bent over there and when they do a boofoscopy I just want you to know, for the younger guys listening, that he lubes up. Okay, so first question I know you I know you were gonna ask was, uh, ATD did, was he lubed up? Of course, you know, of course, you know he's a pro, and so he lubed up the finger and he went in. He did use a lot of lube, and so there was like all this luby liquid that was just caked and just dripping out of my anus and. And I was like, dude, I can't get up. You know, you, you freaking splooged your lube all over my asshole. And I can't, I need, you know, I need to wipe this up. And he didn't even want to look at me. He just kind of was like, oh, you know, like he was done with me. He didn't even want to look my way. And he tosses me, literally throws napkins at me. I was like, what? And they're like hitting me in the face. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, like napkins are like hitting me. And he's like, you know, here you go. And I'm like picking napkins off the floor and wiping all of this shit all off my crack. And, my, and, and I'm just like, I don't know. In that moment, it took me back to all of my sexual encounters where I finished uh, or on a girl, uh, some part, uh, and... Uh, She's like, hey, can I get something to wipe this up? And I like kind of half-ass throw a t-shirt in her direction. And she's like, got it, thanks. Where do I put this now? And I was like, back under the bed. Uh, I, I, I don't know. There was like a certain amount of like karma. And it was also perspective. I got perspective on what it is like to, to have to clean up the mess. And it was like, also, I was like, dude, you were in there so fast, like, just so you know, I didn't get anything from it. You know, after all the talking you did and after all the talking everyone's did, oh my God, you're going to feel so good when someone rubs on your freaking prostate. <laughs> Nothing. Didn't feel it. 
went super quick. I was like, bro, just, you know, I didn't get my rocks off and he doesn't seem to care. And now I'm cleaning up your mess and definitely he still couldn't even look at me. I feel so dirty. I'm like, dude, I let you inside me, doctor. Okay. I let you inside me and you're not even going to look at me. You're just going to toss me some freaking dry napkins and tell me I'm fine. Just send me on my way. It's like, dude, the disrespect, dude. So yeah, I, it was, it was rough for me. The bufoscopy was not pleasant. It was, I guess, overall positive because nothing came of it. I, my concerns were, were nothing and also positive because now I've gained that perspective, you know, what it is like, uh, to be a woman in a sexual experience where, uh, she gets jizzed on and she has to clean it up. And, you know, guys, now that I've been through this and I've seen the other side, I can say, hey, when you do your business in somebody else and some cleaning is necessary, get off your fucking ass. Get off your ass. Get a new T-shirt or a towel. You know, maybe have towels ready to go or something. Have and, and be caring. Maybe wipe it off yourself, guys, fellas. All right. We're sick of <laughs> we're sick of wiping up our own shit, fellas, you know, and so I've gained perspective and I'm a better man because of my bufoscopy. And I know that every couple of years I'm going to have to go back in and I'm going to see my doctor or some other strange man. And it's like, I don't even know you, you know, you haven't warmed me up at all. We haven't gotten anything going. You know, I don't know it anything about you you're just you're just a strange man putting yourself inside me and i'm letting you do it paying you to do it <laughs> and then you're just gonna look the other way and throw some napkins on the ground come on bro all right finish the job okay finish the job but men are gross men uh, are an embarrassment i am often embarrassed to be a man and i have seen my gender at their lowest. And of course, I'm referring to the bathrooms at SPAC, at set break, anywhere between the year 2000 to 2004. I'm talking a bathroom scene that will change the way you look at men forever. I'm uh, The bathroom scenes at Camden, SPAC, some of these places at set break were so outrageous. They're ingrained in my brain in the worst way possible. I remember one time waiting and waiting in a line in a gross ass men's room, just waiting forever to get to the urinal, just to realize when I'm like a few dudes away that I've been waiting the entire set break at a bathroom sink. That's right. And all the people to my left and right were also waiting in lines for a sink. So no, no one was washing their hands, of course, unless they wanted to wash their hands with another man's actively flowing urine, then yeah, no, there was no washing of hands or soap or anything like that because all the, all the urinals were being used for peeing. Uh, also, yeah, did see dudes doubling up. There was a bunch of dudes doubling up in the sinks and doubling dicks uh, in the urinals. So all the urinals, all the stalls were full and then lines started forming when dudes started peeing in the sinks and other dudes coming in said, yeah, gonna get behind that guy and I'm gonna do it too. And then we, and then the line got so big that people, when we were coming in, we didn't know that we were waiting in a line to piss in a sink. 
at SPAC. I didn't want to, I graduated college on that stage. You know, I don't want to disrespect SPAC like that, but I had to pee so bad. And so, yeah, I pissed in that sink. And then after I washed my hands with another man's urine and then splashed it on my face, and I thought to myself, we are an absolute disgrace. Men constantly lower the bar. But I'm going to send a special shout out to any man that is listening to this that may have been at any of those fish shows or at a fish show where the set break bathroom line was just so outrageous that when you left, you're like, I'm never going to talk about this again. I'm going to bury it. And I did. And I, now I'm coming clean 20 years later. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm opening today's episode with some real personal shit, some stuff that's happened to me recently and some stuff from my dark and twisted past. And isn't that why you listen or maybe not? Well, but that's what I'm going to do. And I don't want to start this episode just talking to any old filthy male. No, I want to kick this episode off. And there's no one cooler than my Bisco Queen, Sunshine. And she's here today to talk about her new fall line of Bisco merch that she's dropping on her Etsy store. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for my little Spunion, Sunshine, everybody. Oh my God, it was up above it, Ave. Not too much. Not too much. How have you been? I've been like, so good. Yeah? I hear you have all this new Bisco merch that you wanted to come on and talk about. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's so good. I have so much good stuff. Everything from Circle Logo pumpkins to Circle Logo cat scratching post to Circle Logo coolers, Circle Logo apple cinnamon scented wax melts, Circle Logo doses. You're selling doses on Etsy? I'm going to need a, a sheet of those. Oh, my God, above the day. I got you. But those aren't sold on my Etsy store, FII. You got to follow my IG drug dealer account. Oh, yeah? What's what's the handle on that? It's at Sunshine Fun Times. Just hit me up in the DM. I got pics of all the stuff I got. Standard shipping rates of buy. Oh, yeah? Okay. Cool. So you got doses? Oh, my God. Yeah. And I got Circle Logo Pressies. Get the fuck out of here. You heard it correct, batches. Sunshine's got the double-stacked Moshi's. Moshi-famous pills? You said it. I also have Digital Buddhas, Jigsaw Earths, and Rocket Chips, which we just dropped. Man, Bisco-themed pressies? That's gonna fucking fly. Oh, they will. And they're all 100% pure after they've been handled by half a dozen random sketch balls before getting to me. So you know I'm not lying about that. All sales are final and come with a fentanyl test kit. Okay, and what else are you slanging? Oh, well, I got Circle Logo Flower Pots. Cool. Circle Logo Portable Fans. Need it. Circle Logo Backpacks. All right. Circle Logo Picture Frames. Circle Logo Bed Sheets. Oh, okay. Circle logo bed sheets, huh? That sounds sexy. Oh, yeah, ladies. Yeah, you know when you need to smash a guy who probably took too much K and he can't even get it up? Bisco bed sheets, ladies. Nice, nice. I got Halloween costumes on my Etsy, too. Well, you missed Halloween. I know, I know. But, like, next Halloween or whatever, like, beef row. Yeah, totally. So what are the what are the Halloween costumes like? Well, we have a barber costume complete with shades, cat laser, spandex, and a cheesesteak. Perfect. I have an Allen costume that is a robot in a doctor's outfit. Comes with a Gatorade thirst quencher. Nailed it. 
Also, we have a Magner costume, only available in youth size medium. Okay, got it. Also, a brownie costume comes complete with a flat brim, wonky eye, and nug huffer comes broken. Yeah? Oh, and a headcount registration to vote form. I mean, a Disco Biscuits Halloween costume, right? That needs to be done, right? You know, it's the perfect costume for people who hate going dressed up to parties just to have people go, so what are you? Exactly. It's obvious. I'm Magner. Ugh. He, like, won't even respond to my DMs right now. It's like, he's ignoring me or something. He's left me on scent. Oh, shit. Not even on red, huh? Anyways, ATD, am I going to see you in Chicago or what? Unfortunately, not. Not doing Chicago. God, you were such a little batch. What was that? You're such a little batch. Yeah. That's what I thought you said. I'm sorry. You know, I just got so much going on these days. Oh, and I don't. I'm like fucking Amazon over here. I'm like, I'm like Bramazon or whatever. I'm like the Alibarber.com. Oh, that was, that's pretty good. Thanks. Also, shut up. Okay. Do you know that I sell a Circle logo microwave that when it's ready, plays orc theme in its entirety? What? Do not fuck with me, ATD. I am a boss. You can call me. Mrs. Don. I definitely will never do that. Okay, fine, whatever, shut up. Who's in charge? Sunshine Batch. Oh, that should be a shirt. Oh, it is. You can personalize your who's in charge shirts. Oh, now that's a great idea right there. Yeah, all my ideas are great. Well, not the hermit crab one, but. I also do a deal. If you buy my boof shorts with who's in charge shirts, Wait, wait, what are your boof shorts? Uh, well, oh my God, on the back of my boof shorts, you personalize it like with someone's name. So it says Dave's boof hole on your ass. Okay, okay. It's like a take on those shirts you see on beach boardwalks and shit. Totes. I also sell, can I speak to your Magner mugs? Ooh, I like that. Yeah, they're brand new. What else you got going on? Oh my God. Circle logo ice cube trays. And it makes ice cubes and circle logos? That's fucking genius. Have you ever contacted the Biscuits with some of these ideas? I mean, I contact Magner, like, all the time. And what is he? Oh, he doesn't even look, right? Doesn't even fucking look these days. Just, like, fucking killing me. Anyway, I got circle logo pill organizers. Those must move fast. Yeah. We only have a few left, actually. We have circle logo Altoids. Circle logo Altoids, huh? What's that all about? Well, the idea came because of our homie Charles. Oh, Charles loves Altoids? No, because Charles's breath is always bunk as fuck. But the mints inside the Altoid box are circle logos. Sick. And on the tin, it says freeze. Get your breath fresh. Ooh, that is solid. Really good stuff. Really loving this new lineup. Yeah. Yeah, here, actually, I'll just give you one. Oh, wow. Oh, thank you so much. What, you're not going to eat it? Uh, no, I was, I was going to save it for later. You sure about the name? No, nope, I'm going to take one right now. Cool, awesome, yeah. Anyways, I GG. You GG? I gotta go. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be in Chicago slanging stuff IRL in lot. I'll have beef for our balloons. And umbrellas. And for my Bisco Queens, I have B for L White Claw Koozies. Whoa. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. 
Thank you so much for coming by, Sunshine. Always a pleasure. I, everybody, go to Sunshine's Etsy and get yourself this awesome Bisco merch. Great seeing you, you little batch, ATD. Also, quick message to Magner. Hey, Mags. Hey, uh, don't blow me off like the wind does to your hair. Anyways, I love you, my short king. Mwah. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, ATD. Sunshine, everyone. Bye. Oh, my God. All right. Always a pleasure. And now we're going to speak... What's that? Oh, oh, hey, hey, uh, I put the, the, I put the, I put the bell, uh, here on, on the, on the janitor's closet. Oh, Marco. Marco, you put a bell on the janitor's closet. Yes. Okay, well, it just went off. What does that mean? It, it means that the, the portal is, is opening. It means that the portal's opening? Ah, uh, yes. Ah, shit. Oh! Oh, God. Okay, well, I have no idea what's going to be coming through this door. All right, Marco, yeah, just get out of the way. Everybody out of the way. Oh, God. All right, we prep everybody, prep for what is coming through the door. Whoa! Whoa! Oh, my God! Whoa! Oh, oh. Oh, God. What was that? That was like a freaking meteor. Oh. Huh? Whoa. Oh, my God. It's... Oh, Ladies and gentlemen, the famous Mockingbird just blasted into the studio, knocking me down, crashing into this desk. And oh, now he's flying around. Wow, that was like a that was like a big explosion. It was like a rocket coming in here. Man! Whoa! And now he's just flying around our whole studio here. God, he's so majestic. What a Wonderful creature. Famous Mockingbird. Huh. Will he let's see if he'll we'll see if he'll land on my hand here. Oh man. He's on my hand. Whoa. What a magical, majestic creature. Huh. I swear he just looked into my soul. Oh, he's fine. He's moving around. I'm trying, where do you think he's trying to go? Marco, what do you think he's doing? I, I don't, I don't know. Oh, he's, he's on my head. Oh, he's on Marco's head. It doesn't look like he's trying to hurt anybody. He seems very peaceful, very nice, sweet. Oh, oh he's taking a poop on Marco's head. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, of course it's okay. It's a freaking famous mockingbird poop. That's incredible. I have to save that. Okay. Marco, never wash that off. What? what? You heard me. Oh, okay. oh, it's going back in the air. It seems like it's trying to get out of here, Marco. I don't... I don't know. I mean, it can't talk. It's just flying around. I don't know. I thought he was like a messenger, but I'm not really seeing any message from him or anything. Did he leave anything on the floor or anything? Do you see anything? Any message from the Mockingbird? No? Okay. That's weird. He, well, maybe he just came in here by mistake. Well, alright, let's open the door to the Janner's closet and just see maybe if he wants to return back to Gamehenge. Okay, hold on. 
Yeah. All right. Hey, Mockingbird. Famous Mockingbird. Hey. Famous Mockingbird. This way. This way to the portal. Hey. Hey. Over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fly over here. Yeah, there it is. There's Game That way. Right through the janitor's closet. There you go. And there he goes, everybody. And he is back to game head. Hey. All right. That was crazy, dude. Oh my god. The fucking famous Mockingbird just came in here. Didn't say anything, didn't have anything for me, but really, that was really, man, came in just like a freaking bolt of lightning. Knocked over all my shit. Oh, everything's a mess here. Drawers are open. <laughs> Hold on a second. Okay. And, uh, wow. Okay. So, Marco, we have a bell. Now we know. The bell goes off. That means we are getting a visitor. Right? That's right. Marco, do you want to go wash that poop off in the bathroom? Uh, yes. Yes, I would. Oh, cool. Well, that's too bad, because you're not going to do that. Because that's fucking famous mockingbird poop, dude. <laughs> You'd be crazy to wash that off. Are you kidding me? Show that to everybody in the studio. Please, right now. You got to show that. Dude, that is such a flex. You definitely got to show that off. Oh, okay. Okay, I will. Okay, everybody, our final guest is one of my favorite musicians, period. This guy joined the Elman Brothers in 1997. After being a founding member of Aquarium Rescue Unit, he then went on to play with the Elman Brothers and is the longest tenured bass player in their long history. And of course, now he is in the supergroup Dead and Company. Everybody, please give a warm welcome to the great O'Teal Burbridge. This is really cool. This is a really cool spot, man. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Just our humble little jam band studio here. Oh, it's real cool. It's really cool. Just set out right here. I can totally see myself. Just, it's really peaceful in here. I like that. I like that here. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're a really peaceful, mindful person. I've come to find out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I am. I try to be peaceful. I try to be mindful. You know, I'm into Ram Das and, uh, and transcendental meditation and uh, and you know other stuff you know other hippie stuff like that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right yeah I, that's what I've heard yeah and I've and I've listened to some of your podcast comes a time comes a time yeah comes a time yeah yeah it's a great time it's really really great conversations that I have with people and about spirituality about music and you know about just you know just life you know life what a beautiful gift. Man, I love that. I love your attitude because you are, man, you look the part, you speak the part. You are the quintessential, like, jam band guy. Like, you, you're peaceful, you're spiritual, you're musical beyond most anybody. I mean, uh, I remember my not only loving you as an Almond Brothers fan, an obsessed Almond Brothers fan in high school. Good times playing with those Almond Brothers, really. You miss those guys? Oh, yeah, yeah, really, I do really do. Those were so, those are really great times. And then I become a Biscuit fan, and 1999 was this huge year for the Disco Biscuits and has often been looked back on and, and listened to since then. We, you know, we still go back and, and celebrate that year. And one of my favorite shows to listen to, one of my favorite shows of that era, is a Wetland show where you came on with the Disco Biscuits who were like, no names. I mean, they were, I guess they were kind of, kind of getting some traction, right? 
Oh, yes, I do. I remember playing with these guys, really great musicians. Yeah, and, and you did a bass solo to the song News From Nowhere. I wish they would bust that song out from time to time. You may not remember the tune, but it's called News From Nowhere. And you then played this incredible bass solo while singing, you know, that thing you can do where Oh yeah, yeah, like beep 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 Yeah, dude. You did it just grooving over News From Nowhere, June 5th, 1999. I remember the date, and I listened to that News From Nowhere so many times, being like, oh, Teal Burbridge just gave us the coolest version of News From Nowhere. That will probably ever be. I don't know if they're going to bring that song back but even if they do i don't think you're going to find a better version than that and i'm saying this to the people listening too who if you've never listened to the june 5th 1999 wetlands show listen to that immediately o'teal is the man <laughs> thank you but thank you but so much about the day yeah i uh, i do remember playing with those guys and yeah it was it was a great time it was a great show and uh really wonderful guys i, I see them around sometimes and uh hey what are, what are we playing again you know <laughs> God, yeah, you're just such a nice guy, man. And and you and you always rock the sick threads, my dog. Just the sick basses. You always have these like incredible basses. Garbs, bro. The garbs are just fucking the drip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the drip. I do like to dress up. I, I do like to wear something comfortable, uh, something loud. You know, I'm up there. I'm feeling good, you know. And just jamming to an eyes of the world and just feeling great, you know. And, and I just, I like to feel good i like to look good you know when i'm up there and, and then you're rocking that mohawk i mean really dude head to toe inside and out i mean you are the quintessential jam band musician you have played with all of the greats you have this incredible career that spans just every artist in the game every artist in our community actively leaving a legacy as one of the greatest bass players and musicians this scene has or will ever have I'm just following my heart, following my soul, following my passion. A knock, knock. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, excuse me. Is that? Yes, it is. <laughs> it's me, Phil Lesh. Ladies and gentlemen, Phil Lesh and... <laughs> Hello, everybody. And Donna Jean Goshow are back. Oh, 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 wow. It's the great Phil Lesh. Someone was saying great bass player. My hearing's going fast, but I still heard that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We were talking right now with O'Teal, who's visiting uh, here in the studio. O'Teal, gotta say, you're one of the best bass players this scene's ever had. I concur with Above the Dave. I wanted to stop here on the Lot Scene podcast today so me and you could enter the cypher. The, cypher. the, the what, Phil? The cypher. The cypher. Uh, you, mean like a, you want to jam? Like jamming, but I want to do it with my mouth. That, you mean like sexually, or...? No, what? No. No, I wanted to do a friendly battle rap. <laughs> I don't... Oh, no, I don't. That's that's not my thing. I do a lot of music, but I, I don't... I don't rap. I, that's uh, that's not for me. Oh, come on, O'Teal. I doubt that. I bet you can rap. Why, why do you think I can rap? No, uh, no reason. Uh, no reason. Yeah, why, do you, why are you trying to battle him uh, to a rap? Well, because everybody knows that I'm threatened by other very talented musicians, and I want to prove my superiority to them. We do? Everybody knows that? Oh, yes! That's right, DJ Goshow. Well, Phil, I thank you for the invitation, but I'm just, I'm just not interested in battling you. 
All right, let's do this. DJ Gosho, are you ready? Oh, let me check. Save the drama for your mama. It's DJ Donna. DJ Gosho. All right, boys, here we go. Sounds like she's ready to go. I don't, you know, Otil, you don't have to do any of this. Just, he'll he'll probably leave soon. Yeah, okay, I didn't, I didn't really plan anything like this. Yeah, no, don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> I mean, it's Phil Lesh, though. I know, yeah, it's, you know, just, just let him do what he's gotta do. He's old as hell. What was that? Nothing. Uh, we said you're, uh, you're, you're bold as hell. Oh, believe it, I'm bold. Now do as you're told. It's a rap battle. I'm about to go gold. What does that even mean? Hit it, DJ Gosh-ow. Okay, let's go. Hippity hop and a hoppity hop. DJ Gotchow. Let's go. All right. One, two, one, two. Oh, B. I'm here to battle, so put on your chakras and slip on your saddle. You think you can play the bass like Lesh? Well, battling me is a kiss of death. You seem real chill, you seem pretty mellow, but don't step to me like my teeth ain't yellow. I'm here to cause a ruckus, I'm here to cause malice. Leave you broken down like your ass was a palace. You roll with Bobby, but you're singing sloppy. But don't try to copy or take my throne, because you never want to end up in the fill zone. Buster? Okay, that was, that was intense. Oh, yeah. Do you like that, O-Tail Burbage? Whoa, whoa, Phil. Huh, okay, huh, huh. Oh, okay, this is, I'm a peaceful guy, Phil. I'm, I'm a peaceful, spiritual, happy guy. I don't, I don't need to be battle rapping you. You're, you're great, Phil, you're great. I don't want to get into it with you, Phil. Just, it's not going to happen. It's not my thing. I'm not a rapper. Oh, so you don't think that was good? No, no. It was, I mean, it wasn't great, but it was, it was, it was not, you know, we're, we're good. We're good. Yeah, Phil, I mean, he's, he's not interested in rapping you, man. I haven't finished reading all of my books about hip-hop above the Dave, but I'm pretty sure that when you are challenged to a rap battle, you have no choice. I don't think that's a rule. What books are you reading? Anyway, let's do it again. DJ Gosho, hit me one more time. Oh, God. Okay. Oh God. Huh. Okay. She's All lean, right. mean, and delicate. Okay. Let's hip hop, you boys. First two. Here we go. All right. 
Your notes are flat and your bass lines suck. That's why Bobby never turns you up. Your podcast co-host does all the heavy lifting, just like Mayor when Bob starts drifting. You're so spiritual, but it'll take a miracle every day for you to be as lyrical. P-H-I-L-L-E-S-H, the other brother said you couldn't keep up the pace. I'm still alive, it's truly insane. Name one song you wrote as dope as Unbroken Chain. Oh wait, just kidding, you never will. The laughs keep coming, like my wife Jill. I'm a transplant survivor who's had a cancer a lot. Been swimming in puss since I was a warlock. So battle me, O'Teal, I dare you to do it. You haven't done anything cool since Aquarium Rescue Unit. What? What did you just fucking say? Oh, you heard me. Burr bitch. Oh, dude. Shit. This shit's getting real over here in the podcast studio. Yeah, that that wasn't cool. That wasn't cool at all, dude. Or, yo, Atiel, you can just chill, bro. You don't have to get involved with this, man. I try to stay spiritual and I try to stay cool. And Ram Dass tells me to, tells me to keep it relaxed. But I just, I don't hate when people talk shit about me, dude. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, don't, do, do not get sucked in. Nah, man, I'm doing this. I'm fucking battling. Otiel, Otiel, I'd love to hear the burbitch squeal. Oh, what the fuck did you just say? Oh, God. Okay. Oh, I'm pissed. I'm real fucking pissed. All right. Um, what do you, what do you want to do, Otiel? I need, I need Jeff. You need Jeff? You need what? I need Jeff. Jeff's backstage. I need Jeff. You mean Jeff from Dead and Company, the keyboard player? No, he's with. He's backstage. Yeah, yeah. Bring him back here. And Jeff, Jeff, can we get you here, man? Yo, 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 yo! You doing this? Doing this? Jeff Clemente, everybody. Yeah, 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 He's he's basically my hype man. Oh shit! Yeah. We got the Grateful Dead versus Dead and Company officially here in the studio, guys. We got Jeff and O'Teal from Dead and Company. We got Phil and Donna from the Grateful Dead. Shit is popping off here in the studio. Jeff is super hyped up. I don't think anyone's ever been this hyped in the studio. Yeah, he's he's my hype man. He's Normally we do meditations together, but... Uh, I could really use them for this. Because I'm fucking pissed. Let's do this, let's do this, baby. DJ, go, DJ, let's go, let's go. Let's go. Alright, um. Uh, here we go. DJ Gutshow. Wow, clutch your bass, you old motherfucker. First off, let me take off my tie-dye poncho Cause I'm about to go motherfucking gonzo Cause it's the real deal, O'Teal made of steel Y'all bout to feel and gain skills and knowledge I stay in the pocket like Wallace Slapping like I'm scooping up dollops I'm the only with the mohawk in this whole jam scene My singing like an angel Y'all singing make my ears bleed Man, you just talk Got so many Grammys in my crib Y'all think I'm moonwalk I'm the longest running bassist for the almonds Founded Aquarium Rescue Unit, now I'm ballin' Getting stadium size 
ass checks Got mayor in the group chat with Jimmy Herring on the text You always talking organ donors Wasting time with all that shouting I be getting my gosh on singing fire on the mountain Yo, your rhymes are whack, dog. You couldn't get much whiter Plus you old as fuck, you probably wrote I know you writer Sure you founded the dead, but you look like Bill Gates You having fun on stage? Tell your face So why don't you a go-go like Schofield back to where you came from Go on the road with your lame son What's his name? Graham? Sounds grand Said no one We'll see you on the road in 2023 It'll be a battle between the best musicians in the game And the elderly Cause your fingers look like tails from the crib Now the bird bridge about to burn a bridge and go sick I can slap hotter than you Sing better than you Dress slicker than you I'm quicker than you Dick be thicker than you Yes, but I'm richer than you Biatch, I'm worth 50 mil. Oh my god. What? That's what I mean. DJ Gatch. Oh my god. Dude, what? Oh, oh, oh. oh, I gotta go meditate. Oh man, I'm sorry, O'Teal. It was a sick rap. He just, man, he just hit you with that line there at the end, though. Yeah, he's, he's right. He's way richer. He's way richer than me. He's right. <laughs> Alright, I gotta go. Jeff, pleasure. Thank you for coming by the Lot Scene Podcast as well. Oh, man. Damn, Phil. You didn't have to do them like that. I didn't have to make the wall of sound either. But I done did that. And I done did this. And me and my DJ here. DJ, DJ, gotcha. We'll be back. Peace in the Middle East, everybody. And also, become an organ donor. Oh, yep, gotta, gotta mention that part. You could save someone's life. I, we know, we know, Phil, we know. Anyway, I'll be back. Peace. Bye, Phil. Bye, Donna. Bye. Okay, well, that is gonna do it for today's episode of the Lot Scene Podcast. I want to thank all of my guests, first and foremost, Sunshine, for coming in and talking about all of her new Bisco Etsy merch for the fall. I want to thank the famous Mockingbird for coming through the portal from Gamehenge and crashing into the studio and flying out again. And lastly, I'd like to thank O'Teal Burbridge. I'd like to thank Jeff Comenti for coming in and hyping up O'Teal. And also surprise guest Phil Lesh and Donna Gashow for popping in the studio for that ridiculous battle rap. Next week on the podcast, episode 25... I am going to be giving you my top five 99 Bisco shows. I have picked five of what I consider to be my favorites, the best, whatever you want to call it. These are just five 1999 Disco Biscuit shows that you must listen to. After that, we're going to meet Ronnie, the Rail Rider, and he's going to tell us what it's like to be front and center for every show that he goes to. After that, we're going to get a call in from Lisa, the wife of a fish fan, as she tells us what her plans are for New Year's. And finally, super pumped for this, we are getting the legendary Dave Matthews to come into the podcast studio and play us live a brand new Dave Matthews song. What? Yeah. And that's all happening next week on The Lots. The Lots. The Lots. The Lots. The Lots.